Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. He has the law. Yes, he has the law, he has conviction, he has knowledge of sin, and he has this inability to live that thing out. Because he needs something that he's missing. Hey, I want to welcome everybody back to the movie. Hey, welcome. We'd like to, you know what? We want to thank you for being with us through about 35 um, episodes. It's been a little over a month. Yeah, we think this is about the halfway point of this series. We're hoping we this think, is the halfway right? point. Like, by the time you're watching this, we've done them all, but at right now we haven't, yeah. so we don't know. Isn't but, that weird? Yeah. How they know the answer that we don't. Yeah, that we don't, right? It's a real meta. But anyway, mm-hmm. just want to thank you for sticking with us, participating with us. It's a pleasure for us to be doing this. It's yeah. an honor for us to get into the Word every day and to know that you're out there and that you're vibing with us and the comments are there and we're reading them. And thank you. Thank yeah. You. One of the things that I'm curious to know is how has God been changing your life through this good gospel over the last month or so. Oh, yeah. Please tell us. Let us know. Like, what's what's going on in your life? What's going on in your personal experience? What is changing in your mind? And how has just this message been living out in your life? What has that done for you? Mm. Let us know in the comments below. Because honestly, that's just what gets us stoked. It gets us excited. I mean, we're going to be doing this whether you write a comment or not. But it makes us a little happier when we get to know, oh, you know, this isn't just an exercise of faith. But God really is using it. So. Awesome. Let us know. With that being said, we're vibing with this book. Yes, sir. The book. Ten minutes at a time. Hello. <laughs> Today we're looking at Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Yeah, and we already anticipate that we're going to do two parts to this. So we'll do part one. And before we do part one, a question for you. Is have you read it? If you have not, please go do so now and subscribe, like, comment, and we'll wait for you right here. And welcome back. Ten minutes are going to be on the clock in three, two, one. 
Let's go. So I want to start by saying that the next 11 verses need to be framed a particular way. Why is that? Because we need to understand the human anthropology of Scripture in order to correctly sort of digest what Paul's going to say. Now, when you say human anthropology. Yeah, what a human is made up of. What are the composite parts of a human in Scripture? All right. And we know it. Because we talk about it all the time in popular culture, and the Bible alludes to it, but we are three things. Okay. We are mind, Mm -hmm. body, Uh and spirit. Another way, the way the Bible actually refers to it is body, soul, spirit. Yeah. And that idea of soul is psyche, right? The psychological life, the mind, will, emotions, personality that it's expressed in character Mm -hmm. to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the mind i mean you have this psyche slash soul which is the life of the mind and then you have your body we're here embodied physically physically but then there's also spirit right and if you go to ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 right there you get a breakdown of humanity without spirit and ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 we usually don't jump around this way but it's worthwhile for the sake of what we're actually getting to that we go to Ephesians. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Right? And that's mm-hmm. really much in keeping with what Paul has been being arguing. dead to sin, being dead to the law. Yeah. Okay. But this is you're dead in the trespasses, mm. not dead to the trespasses. Okay. This is a category of what we are while we're walking in our trespasses mm. and in sin. So we're dead people walking. Yeah. Right. This is the person who, as we're talking in the last chapter, is identifying yes, with that sin and exactly. not re- repenting of it. Yeah. So you're following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. And look at this language. The spirit that is now at work in the children of disobedience. So that there's a spirit at work within the children of disobedience prior to receiving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And that spirit has a characterization of say the heart yeah and that heart is not a heart of flesh Mm-mm. that heart is a heart of stone, stone. Yeah, I'm not reflecting back right? to Ezekiel. yeah it's a heart of stone when you're walking in disobedience yeah it's not a mind that is actually a righteous mind no it's uh and jeremiah 17 9 talks about this in relationship to the heart but it refers to the life of the mind mm-hmm. that the mind and the heart in this sense it's wicked and deceitful Above all things, who can know it? Yeah. Right? And what about the body? The body is actually sold under the power of carnality, which is lust of the flesh. Pride of life. Lust of the eyes. The pride Pride of of life. life, Right? So that is that you are propelled forward by this desire that rises up within you, which is, as we've seen previously, sin. And it manifests itself in a spirit of disobedience and a seared conscience, a, 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 a guilty conscience, because you're constantly falling short of the expectations that God has for you, whether you see it in a codified law or, not, or just in, in your, your heart. heart. So Paul's talking about this experience, this kind of a person, but then he's going to make this distinction, this contrast between that person and you. Yes. And this is a really yes. good distinction because whether it, you, you are uh, it, whether you are in sin or free from sin, there is still a sense of this lingering experience in your life. But Paul's saying, though, even though that you might ha- be having this experience, that's not who you are anymore. That's right. That's why he begins at the very beginning. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. And 
The reason why he's so excited about the no condemnation is because prior to in 724, he has concluded, given the situation he uh, summarizes in seven, we've already done that in Mm -hmm. chapter seven. Look at verse 24. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And you Mm -hmm. see that matches up with Ephesians chapter two. So this is a person who's walking in the trespasses and sins of their disobedience because they don't have the mind, the right heart. A.K.A. the experience that Paul is saying in Romans chapter 7. Again, yeah. highlighting to our last, what was it, two episodes yeah. or so, that this person is not a reborn Christian. This is not right. a spirit-filled individual. This is a person who's still under the condemnation of the law. Yes. And this person is crying out, how can I stop this? How can I be delivered yes. from this experience? And the answer is, thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, verse 25. And then he does this summary of what has happened. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And th- again, this is the experience of Romans chapter 7. This is a man who has actually come into the knowledge of what the law is truly for. So in his mind, as a Jew, mm-hmm. as an Israelite, he wants and serves the law of God. But he also recognizes that with his flesh, he serves the law of the spirit. Right. He's a summary. In other words, he is if, if there's a possible way to characterize like this, he's going from this sinful state to this transitional period of being now spirit born. Yes. That's what that last verse. That's is, what that is, last is, verse is uh, 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 highlighting. Yeah, it's highlighting. It's uh, if you want an academic theological ease, it's the liminal stage. It's okay. The stage there, of liminality. There Some you of go. y'all know what I'm talking about, but that's what that is. So. Verse eight, he comes to this thing and watch this. OK, remember. You have a human who is three things, body, soul, spirit. spirit. Now, what happens when you come into Christ, you're baptized into his death, and you're resurrected into his life? You only have life via the spirit. Hmm. That's why Jesus Christ, when he comes into that room with the disciples, he breathes breathes on them. This is imagery of him breathing life back into Adam, yeah. which is humanity. This is their rebirth experience. This is the rebirth experience. This is him talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Mm-hmm. You must be born again through water and spirit. Spirit. This yeah. is him talking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Mm-hmm. You will worship in spirit, spirit and truth. in truth. Yeah. So the spirit is the life-giving power. And in Romans chapter 7, you have a man who doesn't, doesn't have, have that experience. the spirit, Mm-mm. although he has the law. Yes, he has the law, he has conviction, he has knowledge of sin, and he has this inability to live that thing out. Because he needs something that he's missing. So this is why it says there is therefore now no condemnation. He's drawing this contrast between this Romans 7 dude and this mm-hmm. other p- possible way of living life, and that's living life in the spirit. There. So what happens is that when you receive the spirit, you then say, I am going to live my life according to the truth of what the spirit is revealing within me. Mm. And the spirit is revealing all the words that Jesus Christ taught. You, you read John 13, 13 through 17. And it's this beautiful exposition beginning with um, the last supper in John 13 to John 17, which is this prayer for his disciples. It's commonly known as the high priestly prayer mm-hmm. where he, the, the actual Lord's prayer in that moment. Yeah. Right. It's the, the actual Lord Lord's actually, pra- praying. actually praying <laughs> where he's actually drawing on, 
he's telling the disciples, if I go, it's going to be a great benefit to you because the spirit is going to come. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy because there's Jesus in the flesh. And when we think about it, it's like, what would we rather have? And I think most of us at least initially think, man, yeah, having Jesus right here, walking yeah. and talking and hanging out with him, uh, that's good. Yeah. Jesus says there's a better thing. Why? Because the spirit is actually going to be within you. Yeah. Right. He's going to be in your mind. This is why then language like this, that Second uh, Corinthians, uh, is it 2 or 1 Corinthians 2? That um, we have this mind, let the this mind, mind of Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Well, that let this by me and you. That's Philippians uh, chapter two, five through eleven. Okay, but that no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of that passage is we have, uh, right? Because we have. I think it's the mind of Christ. I, mean, I might be mistaking that, but Philippians two actually tells us, let this mind be in you, not that might be yours in Christ Jesus yeah. or let this mind be in you that could be yours in Christ Jesus but let this mind abide in you that is actually yours in Christ Jesus yeah. right so it's ours that thing is settled and the spirit within us cries out Abba Father right mm. so now we have a spirit of obedience by faith we have a mind that is being renewed and a body who is not leading the way but a spirit that is animating towards life and will, ex oh, well, we still have a minute. So I want to <laughs> read this. Let me read this so Go you see it. this, right? We'll just read it. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh, that's Romans 7, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemns sin in the flesh. What right here? What is what's going on? Paul is determining that sin has been condemned in the very body of Jesus. And the condemnation of sin and bringing it to death is not something that the law itself could do. Mm. All that the law could do was condemn you for breaking it. But it could, could, could not put it. It to couldn't death. actually put it to death. Yeah. But God has put it to death so that we might live through a whole nother way. Mm. There you go. That's 10 minutes. We'll see you guys in the next. Yeah, stay tuned to part B of this, part two, because this was necessary of a two-parter. So uh, stick with us and we'll get right into it.